This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Goonans all back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series aka our Arsenal news show every single day at 8am to keep you guys up to date with what's been going on in the world of Arsenal and today we've got some interesting stuff to talk about some players I never thought that I'd be talking about for an Arsenal transfer news kind of show um, but it's going to be intriguing to get your thoughts and feelings and opinions that's why we do these every single day so we can get what you're thinking about the club out there as well from our live chat box. Good morning to everybody. We've got Bungal, we've got Chris, Colin, GGTV. Uh, we've got John, Jose, Matt, Steve. Uh, we've got Dan, Chris. We've got Anne. We've got Daniel, Robert. Um, and uh, whose birthday is it? Um, GGTV for you. Good happy birthday. <laughs> Clearly wants everybody to know that it's your birthday. So happy birthday to anyone. So of course, it is your birthday indeed. Uh, please do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. And of course, subscribe to the channel if you have not also done so already. Uh, and I, let me point you in the direction of a couple of shows. I did a show with uh, Harry Simu the other day, not yesterday, day before yesterday, Tuesday. If you've not watched that, my catch up with him on his channel. Tell us what you think about that because there's... We were talking about maybe making it kind of a more of a regular thing, me and him having a basically just having a bit of a chat every week. Um, so let me know what you think about that. If you think it's a good idea, if you think it's something that you'd enjoy, maybe you'd like to see it on this channel as well, we can sort something out. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to have a look at that. So uh, fingers crossed that can happen. But do give us some feedback. And of course, do go watch the Arsenal Lounge that was out on Tuesday night as well with... Uh, with Mo and Shaheen and Lev, I wasn't able to join them. I'm not able to join them next week either because I'm busy on Monday night. But uh, fingers crossed I'll get back to them in a week's time after that. It's just uh, things have fallen at the wrong time for that. So uh, fingers crossed that you can tune in. Let's, however, crack on though with the news and point you in the direction of the Arsenal way. Yesterday, I sat down with Josh Williams, our scouting writer, from reach and we went through all the analysis of the game against Crystal Palace so if you're into your tactical breakdowns and stuff like that 
do go over to the Arsenal way and watch the latest show of me and Josh as we tactically break down the game. Uh, it's very insightful stuff. So I encourage you to go and have a look. Um, but we kick off our news with Jack Wilshere. Uh, he is involved at the moment with coaching of the under-17s, uh, I believe, and the under-19s. as well. I think he's involved with a lot of the youth coaching. He's obviously going through his his coaching badges right now and trying to get, obviously, a lot better uh, with his coaching and, and go through that process so that when he does decide to, to retire from football, he's obviously got something that he can fall back on. And, and coaching seems to be the thing that he would like to fall back on and get into. Um, he was available for for those games and, and went to the training sessions and is getting involved with that. So we wish him the best of luck. Obviously, I think he wants to get back playing as soon as possible. But whilst he can't do that, going through his coaching badges is definitely something that he wants to do. Um, let's move on to the next story uh, and see that Mohamed Elneny is now very much likely to move on from the club this January. He's supposedly got a deal in place with Galatasaray. Now, it's all that is waiting to happen is that the agreement between the two clubs, Arsenal and the Turkish side, needs to take place. And once that's agreed, he will move to Turkey in the January window. Of course, he's not been getting many minutes whatsoever at Arsenal so far this season. And he'd like to move away so he can get as much as possible, or as much football as possible, uh, ahead of that 2022 World Cup, I'm not sure if uh, Egypt are, are going to be involved. I think the qualifying process is, of course, still going on, but he's going to be involved in the African Cup of Nations in January. So if we do move him on, it will be less impactful to us and we will obviously be able to sign, hopefully, hopefully sign someone in January to add a little bit of quality and depth to our midfield. Uh, our next story uh, revolves around Miguel Aziz, who is currently on loan with Portsmouth. Now, my colleague at Football.London, Kaya Kainak, did an excellent story breaking down all of the intricacies of why he's not necessarily getting as many minutes. It is a lot to do with uh, Dan Cowley being under a lot of pressure at Pompey this season and things aren't necessarily going so well. He has, of course, suffered a bit of an injury. Uh, I believe it's a groin problem. And so that's kept him out for a period of time as well. But the release clause or rather recall clause in that loan contract means that we could get Aziz back in January should his loan spell not exactly go to plan. And that would obviously mean that Arsenal could either choose to use him during that period that we've got some players like Partey and El Nenny going off to the African Cup of Nations, or we could obviously choose to send him out on loan again. Uh, and that would mean he would be able to get some more minutes. It would mean that he'd be able to go to a team where he's going to be getting uh, a lot more game time. We need to be more careful. I thought that going to Portsmouth would have been fine, but with Portsmouth under quite a bit of pressure and not really at the liberty to give an experimental youngster that isn't obviously theirs. I'm saying the word obviously a lot. Um, <laughs> that isn't their player. They are obviously, oh, I did it again. They are going to be able to use him um, much less because they won't be able to, to risk using a player like him when they need uh, to be getting as many points to, to push them up the League One table. Let's try and go for the next story without using the O word. Thierry Henry, uh, former Arsenal striker and club legend, has yet again been talking about uh, Arsenal's prospects of getting into Europe this season. In a very entertaining seven-minute section, I believe it was on CBS, uh, with uh, Jamie Carragher and Micah Richards, he was asked whether Arsenal would reach Europe this season. Both Micah and Jamie said that they would. 
Henri, though, was not so sure. And he says, no, not with what I saw recently. Obviously, Henri has said things previously, not in the sense of trying to not not trying to destabilize that is far too harsh but the timing of his comments i did point out was a bit strange and he has since uh come out again and, and said some comments only asked obviously only when asked uh and he doesn't feel that arsenal are going to get back into europe and i do you know i kind of agree right now i don't think arsenal are gonna get, i don't think arsenal are going to get back into europe at this moment in time either so i'm not exactly going to criticize those comments the next story, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is being linked with a move not to Arsenal, despite previous reports. He is being linked with a move to Newcastle. Newcastle United, after their takeover from their Saudi-backed consortium with uh, Stavely, Amanda Stavely, of course, who's there. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin has been identified as a possible target for them. We know that Arsenal have been keeping tabs on, on Calvert-Lewin. And so, therefore, if Arsenal do still want to move for the Everton striker, they'll have to move pretty quickly before Newcastle get their act together. Newcastle did let go of Steve Bruce, which meant that they'll be on the lookout for a new coach and begin this process of trying to, to buy their way up the table. We'll see how it goes, but Calvert-Lewin appears to be one of the targets that they are looking at. Now, Jens Lehmann has been speaking about the prospect of Erling Haaland joining Arsenal this summer. And uh, he said that he's still there at Dortmund. There aren't that many clubs where he can go and where he can make a difference, which is a hell of a statement. Uh, he says maybe he could go to Manchester United or Arsenal where he could bring a club back to the top. I think Lehmann is, is speaking very uh, <laughs> a bit of a fantasy land, to be honest. Uh, I don't see Arsenal being able to go for Erling Haaland. I don't see him wanting to go to Arsenal without Champions League football, that is for sure. And so, the thing, and it's actually, it's not even a thing about not being able to afford him because the buyout clause for this summer for Haaland is, uh, is incredibly lower than the price that Dortmund wanted for him in the summer of 2021. They... Only um, they only want to see uh, they only want to see him be sold for that buyout clause, and I think it's around seventy million pounds. The biggest issue with, with Erling Haaland is the is the wage price. He's got Minareola as his agent, and there are supposed reports that he wants around five hundred thousand pounds per week. There are even some reports that he wanted upwards. Uh, going upwards to near a million pounds a week to sign Erling Haaland. So whilst clubs certainly could afford the buyout clause, whether they can afford the wages that will be demanded from uh, one of the top strikers in the world who's still incredibly young and yet so incredibly consistent, we will wait and see. But the the only chance Arsenal would ever have of getting Haaland, which is so infinitesimally small, even if we was to get Champions League football, is, is that process of getting into the Champions League next season because he isn't moving to a club without Champions League football. But for Lehman to say that he wouldn't make a difference anywhere, he would make a difference wherever he went. I have absolutely no doubt about that. Now, our final story is not good news for Bukayo Saka. Despite some reports emerging yesterday that he would be available for Arsenal and be able to return to training very soon. Images of Arsenal's training emerged yesterday and he was nowhere to be seen, indicating that he did in fact miss training. He is still recovering from that calf injury he suffered against Crystal Palace. And whilst in the moment I was a bit, a bit like an orange card, I suppose, against James MacArthur, there's a video that came out that I had completely not even considered that actually prior to this tackle, 
James McCarthy, James McCarthy, James McArthur could have been booked several times uh, prior to this challenge on Saka, and it really did highlight the inconsistency of Mike Dean's performance uh, of refereeing, and especially on James McCarthy, who was getting away with almost every challenge that he was making. It took until he absolutely booted our talismanic young figure before he got booked, um, and so. Unfortunately, it's not looking great with Arsenal's next game uh, against Aston Villa coming around very quickly. In fact, it's tomorrow. This week has absolutely flown by, which does mean we'll have a preview show for you this evening slash this afternoon. So make sure that if you are one of our members in our Discord server, I'm going to be reaching out this morning to get the feels out there to see who's going to be up for coming on the show for our preview show this evening. Um, So make sure you're around to watch that. But Bakaya Saka may or may not but leaning towards may not be involved if he wasn't in training two days before the game, which is not good news uh, and really, really a big, big shame. And that concludes today's news, which means we move on to the final part of the show, which is to ask your questions, your thoughts, your theories and queries into the chat box. So if you have one, please do use the capital Q in the chat and we will go through as many of those as feasibly possible. Let's... Scroll up and see what you guys are saying about some of the topics that we've discussed. Uh, Magambo says, Dortmund and Atletico always get great strikers on the cheap. Maybe we need to spend more on the scouting department who will find similar types of players for us. I do tend to agree with this. I think Arsenal aren't in the business to be able to buy the likes of Erling Haaland. And so then, therefore, they need to go and buy that stage below. The, the, the clubs that buy them, like we've seen Dortmund, of course, get Haaland from Red Bull Salzburg. We need to be looking at trying to get those players before they make that big move and get out of Arsenal's clutches and out of Arsenal's ability uh, to, you know, to, to be able to get them in. Daniel Roberts says, would you play Amari Hutchinson on the right instead of Pepe while Saka is out? Absolutely not, Daniel. Um, Amari Hutchinson is still very much developing with the, with the young side. He scored a great goal the other day, um, but I just, I'm not going to be pushing for these kids to be thrown in, especially someone of Hutchinson's level. The closest one to playing we know is Charlie Patino. Hutchinson is not yet quite ready to be given that that opportunity with the first team. Next season in the League Cup games in Europe, if we're in there, that's when you can start giving him more time. But no, I wouldn't be tempted to play Amari Hutchinson at this level at this time whatsoever. Uh, Art says, uh, with both Lukaku and Werner injured, do you think it may affect them heavily in the title race? It obviously depends on how long they're going to be out for. Thomas Tuchel did say that they'd be missing for a few matches, which probably means that Kai Havertz is going to be playing in a more striking role. I was about to take him out of my fantasy team, and now I'm not so sure whether I will take him out of my fantasy team because he may actually get a few more minutes up top and I can save a transfer on him as well. But I think the one with Havertz is that he he is a capable goal scorer, but he's not been getting the minutes so far this season. Will they be affected? Of course, any team loses Lukaku and Werner together will be affected. We'll see what changes. They obviously sold Tommy, Tommy, uh, Tammy Abraham in the summer. And so therefore, they haven't got as many options in that striking role other than now Kai Havertz, who will likely play at the weekend. Uh, John uh, Mavrudis says, what's to stop any club from directing some mediocre player to get that next uh, to get next to the other club's best player and take a wild swing at their leg 
while looking up was straight leg. John, the answer is clearly while Mike Dean's referee, absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> absolutely nothing, it seems. Lars, do you think there should be consequences for referees making big mistakes in games? Absolutely. They should be held accountable. They should be dropped from Premier League fixtures and go down to the championship for a week. Otherwise, they'll feel they're untouchable and they are not accountable for those errors doesn't feel like they are accountable at the moment that's for sure Musa says do you think our team is fit enough we seem to fade quite easily I don't think it's fading I don't think it's to do with fitness I think it's to do with the, the actual style of coaching and we me and Josh covered this a lot on yesterday's uh, analyzing Arsenal show over on the Arsenal way link to the the uh, channel is in the description and we talk, and Josh identified a lot about how Arsenal when they take a lead like we did against Spurs like we did against Palace that we do tend to drop. And if you look at Arsenal's second and third goal against Spurs, both of them came on the counter. Uh, we tried to play the similar system against Chelsea, against Crystal Palace, sorry. And so because of that, we just weren't able to score. Like we played the ball long. I mean, we played double the amount of long passes between the 16th and 45th minute as we did in the entirety of the first just 15 minutes in that first half. Arsenal completely switched the way that they played after scoring the first goal. It didn't work. Arsenal should have continued to play that they were playing in that first 10 minutes. Get the goal, press, pile the pressure on, get the second. And then once you've maybe got the second, you can start to be a little bit more conservative with, with maintaining your energy levels. But you need to press. You need to press on. You need to be going and looking for that second goal. And Arsenal just did not do that. Uh, let's scroll down. Uh, GGTV says, do you think managers send out players like James McCarver to purposely injure some players like Saka in games? I've noticed Sean Dyche does that a lot. It wouldn't surprise me if some players have got missions to go in hard on some of the opposition players. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, Colin says, Tom, with Pepe being so inconsistent, don't you think that it's time to give Gabby a proper amount of game time? Yes, the answer is very simple for me. And with Saka injured, he probably... Will, uh, Nambro says, are Dean and MacArthur related? These men probably went for a beer after the game. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a simple case of a player going out and having set instructions to hurt someone, it seems, because the reaction of MacArthur of feigning innocence was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Daniel Roberts says, who is better, Ramsdale or Martinez? This season, you have to say it's Ramsdale. Like without a shadow of a doubt. Last season, it was Martinez. This season, Ramsdale is outshining. It's amazing how quiet those Emmy Martinez people have been so far this year. That's for sure. Fun Trick says, who do you think is going to win the golden boot this season? In Europe, I still imagine it would be Robert Lewandowski. Um, I don't really stray too far from someone like him. In terms of the Premier League, who's going to win the golden boot? Mohamed Salah is probably going to win the golden boot this season. You can't really look too far past him either. Um, <clears throat> Art says, is Sancho going in the flop region with him not getting a goal or assist in 11 matches? We'll wait until the end of the season. I don't like saying things after 11 games, but uh, certainly looks like he's struggling right now. Um, One million a week, Wilson. Does seem that way. That's some of the rumours that were circulating. That's how much Holland uh, or Holland's agent supposedly wants to see. Um, let's go down to Abe, who says, if, a big if, Arteta gets sacked and we have to appoint an interim till the end of the season, who would be your choice? Interim coach? I don't want us to sign an interim coach. I want us to sign Abe 
a full-time coach until the end of the season. If it meant getting someone in that meant that we had to basically, you weren't going to be able to get like a top, top, top coach in until the end of the season, then I'd be more open to that. I suppose that you would just promote Per Metazaka until the end of the season. But my worry then would be, uh, not Per Metazaka, sorry, that you'd put Kevin Betsy or someone like that in until the end of the season. But the problem with that is I'd worry that they would then offer them a job rather than going for one of the big coaches. Uh, so there you go. Uh, yeah, Ten Hag did very well the other day in Ajax, beating Dortmund 4-0. Absolutely fair, well spotted. Um, hit the likes, people, says Nicole. Please do, if you haven't already, do hit that like button. El Nenny together with Partey on Friday. I doubt it. I would still play Laconga. I would give him more time, allow him to, to transition. We haven't got Xhaka. Let's use a player that's going to be getting more minutes. The only other, I'd go to Maitland-Niles before I went to El Nenny. Um, Alan says, when Pepe played left last year, he had good stats. And Saka at right wing, very good stats. Still, why do you think Arteta plays Pepe on the right wing? Is it because of the stylish goals that he scores from the right? I have a feeling that it's actually a lot down to Pepe and maybe a lot down to Pepe not wanting to play on the left and Saka being more adept at playing on the left than than Pepe is. I think those few games that we saw in the festive period, we remember the ones like Southampton and Wolves for the goals, but there were a number of games where he played on the left and had no impact on things whatsoever. He actually came on against Brighton on the left-hand side, did nothing, uh, and then switched to the right-hand side by the end of the game. So it's not a guarantee that you're just going to see him come in and be brilliant on that side. So I, I think it's probably more down to the player than it is the manager. Um, thoughts on Erdegaard on the right, Smithrow at 10, and Gabby on the left, still with Saka out. It's certainly something that I would be open to. Erdegaard has played a lot of his career on the right-hand side, played there for Sociedad, played there for Vitesse, and has even played there for Real Madrid. Um, it would be something I'm open to. I think that Smith-Rowe maybe needs to be given a little bit more time centrally, but my temptation would be stick with Pepe if Saka is injured, bring Martinelli in on the left-hand side, and actually drops uh, Erdegaard for Smith-Rowe. Uh, we'll be talking a lot more about our predicted and wanted lineups in our preview show a little bit later on today, but we will wait and see what happens. Gameboy says, did you hear about the news that an investigation is taking place on Mike Dean's refereeing performance between Arsenal and Crystal Palace? No, I didn't hear that news. Let me see if that's actually true or if you're pulling my leg. Um, let's go. Uh, uh, it was wrong. Former Premier League referee says Mike Dean messed up during uh, Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. I don't see, um, I don't see anything about him being investigated um, at all. So uh, there's nothing on that line. But there's a lot of criticism, it seems, uh, for that <laughs> for that performance that he put in against Arsenal. Uh, Art says Gasparini was getting Arsenal job shouts at halftime, but he actually looks like the Italian Bielsa. I mean, how are Atalanta even getting on this season? I didn't. I don't know if they're doing amazingly well. Um, I thought I saw, I saw a couple of things about them not having the best of seasons. They're currently sixth in the table. Uh, they're a side that obviously have been in the top four quite a lot. Uh, they are. I mean, they're ten points off the top. They're only one point off fourth place, so they're not exactly having a bad season. Juventus are seventh. I mean, that's how out of the loop I've been with with Serie A so far. Napoli have won eight and eight, which is an incredible display. Um, would I take Gasparini? Italian coaches, Italian managers, Italian players tend to stay within the confines of Italy. Whether or not it would transition and work, we don't know. He's not had any experience outside of of, of 
of Italy, I don't think, unless I'm thinking of someone else, but I'm pretty sure he hasn't. Let me just have a quick look. So I'm not feeding you false facts. Yeah, he's only managed in Italy. So is it a bit of a risk bringing in someone that's completely new to um, is it to the Premier League? It would be a very, very tricky one. Christoph Galti, I see, brought up as well uh, by Alex. He, of course, was uh, at Lille. I don't know if he was at Lille when... Uh, was he at Lille when Pepe was at Lille? Let's have a quick look. He was at Lille from 2017 to 2021, so he was. Um, can he get the best from him? We would have to wait and see if that was the case. Who knows? But uh, Christophe Galtier is doing a fantastic job at Nice after doing a brilliant job at Lille. So maybe he's the one that Arsenal could look towards to take over. How about Steve Bruce, says Dan Robert. I know a tongue-in-cheek comment when I see one, Dan. Stephen Foote says, do you think Aubameyang and Lacazette should play as, an, as a front two with Smith Rowe Odegaard behind in the 4-3-1-2 or a 4-4-2? If you're going to play Aubameyang and Lacazette together, I would switch to a 3-5-2 formation personally to play both of them together. Uh, Fion says, I saw Atalanta against United. Very exciting. But I don't trust a coach who can't hold a lead. We would get exciting football, but equally would get frustrated, <clears throat> which I can't really disagree with. Uh, Demiral was a beast yesterday until he got subbed off. Would you take him over someone like Ben White? Demiral's only just signed for Atalanta, so I doubt that he's going to be moving anywhere anytime soon. And Ben White's just signed for Arsenal. Would I take him over Ben White? Probably not. I like our back five at the moment. I think it's doing a really good job. Uh, Mongoose says, hey, Tom, congrats on the gong, <laughs> uh, the award that we got. Uh, would you be more in favour of a striker in January or another centre midfielder? Central midfielder, all day long, without a shadow of a doubt, would rather have another top-quality central midfielder in January over a striker. Uh, Stu MC says, two errors, Stelling Martinez and buying Wyatt. And beyond that, they would have had solid back five. Hey, look, it's done. It's over. It's finished. We've we've done that. The ones that we can't change, we don't need to worry about. The things that we can change is what we're doing with Saliba. And fingers crossed, he can come back and we can give him plenty of time. Um, Benji says, do you think that we should recall Aziz and see if we can't get him some game time here? No, I would recall him, Benji, and send him back out on loan. Let's get a player into the club in January that's actually a quality midfielder and ready for established top four fights. That's what I would say about that position. Um, anything else before we wrap things up? I'm probably going to wrap things up there. Thank you, guys for uh, joining always every single day, 8 a.m. Thank you for joining in. We were doing our preview show a little bit later on this evening and we'll be back tomorrow morning as well for the next show. I'm going to be at the Villa game. I have it confirmed that the Tollington is where we're going to be heading to pre-match. So uh, plenty of us will be there. If you want to come along for a pint and a chat, please do. Um, there'll be some of the members are going to be there as well, which is great. Looking forward to seeing plenty of you guys at the game uh, as well. And uh, yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys. As always, drop a like, subscribe if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.